the main event of the evening. In the real world of sports, it's not all trophy cases and highlight reels. Well, I can talk to you the way I want to talk to you. There's controversy. You have a problem? Turn off your station. Hypocrisy. Get some facts and come back and see. And downright reckless people. Be a doll. We don't need no meow. We don't need no cares. That's what you have here tonight. We are here live at WYOX Community Radio 91.3 FM, streaming online, baby, at WYOXradio.org. Go ahead and pick up your smartphone, download the TuneIn app to listen to this show every Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome to another old, fired-up edition of the main event. I am your host, Michael Knapp. This is, and will always be, your one-stop shop. For sports and entertainment, news, notes, and nuggets! With a twist. With me, as always, is the main event crew to ensure the barely intelligent but always entertaining sports talk makes it to the airwaves. Now tonight, I have Dr. George with me on the line. Dr. George may have been talking all day, I feel like. And it's, it's good to note that I haven't had Dr. George on the show with me in a very long time. So today you're going to get a very special, a very spicy, we are moving mountains today type of show. And that is because I am ill prepared, as usual. But luckily, I have people in my life that come in, that come in and save the show. That person is Dr. George. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody hold your applause, hold your applause. Just happy to be here. It's been a minute, it's been a minute. Oh, oh, that warm welcome. Oh, always. You know, I, I, I miss, it. The, I miss live, it. the live audience here in the WIOX studio is um, always engaged, always, always listening, very attentive, and always willing to give an applause when it's necessary. Uh, well, you know, I'm always, just, I'm just giving the prayer hand thank yous, the prayer hand thank yous. You know. <laughs> So we were talking a little bit earlier today, mm-hmm. and we have a few topics that we're going to go over, but we're going we're gonna to skip the traditional introduction that somebody would get, because chances are, if you're listening to the show, you're not a Giants fan, and you don't deserve my full attention. <laughs> Jets fans that are tuning into the main event right now, listen, we appreciate you, just not right now. This is a controversial sports news show, and right. if you are not watching... The New York Giants completely dismantle the Green Bay Packers right now. Then you need to check your pulse. For shame. For shame. For shame. So what I would like to do is we were talking a little bit earlier in our conversation about what happened Mm -hmm. in my basement. And as as I'm sure the listeners are turning off the radio or some of them are turning it up because they are so engaged into the story I'm about to tell of the time that I moved into my new house and I tried to put the washer and dryer together myself. I felt like a true man, George. I felt like a true man today. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, putting okay. electronics together. I was attaching oh. wires, power plugs. I uh, I almost took my shirt off at one point, but I said, That's, that, it's better that we don't because there are mirrors down here. 
Got it. Okay, that's fair. So, we didn't want them breaking and stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, I mean, I was trying to keep anything that I ate in the last 10 hours in my stomach still. <laughs> so with that being said, mm-hmm. I get the dryer all hooked up. I plug it into the right. wall. It turns on. Magical. Mm-hmm. I plug the hoses into the back of the washroom doing everything right. A YouTube, okay. am I doing everything right? YouTube told me I'm doing everything right. Right Look up until... I know! Like, wait, 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 before you do that, let's, 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 let's give a Tim the Toolman Taylor. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> let's, let's, let's give him one, give him one of those. But he, here's, here's the real kicker. Uh-huh. I go upstairs to, Anna, to Annabelle, my daughter, to Nicolette, my fiance, and I said, ladies, would you like to join me in this endeavor? Would you like to join me in the first ever washing load in the washing machine that I put together? They said, Annabelle got so excited. She said, Anda! And Nicolette was like, let's do this. And she's putting it in. We're holding hands. We're hugging. We're super excited about it. Right up until we turn it on. And the drain hose was not connected correctly. And now my basement is flooded. Oh, man. Are you serious? No. Yeah. I mean, yes, I am serious. No, this is not a joke. Yes, this wow. is. Wow. I am like Kevin Costner right now in one of the world's worst movies of all time when it comes to gross gross product, but one of the best movies of all time, Waterworld. So, so do you have your webbed feet and everything? I do. I have my right webbed feet. I have that amazing clothing that looks like Kanye West's uh, clothing line. <laughs> right. It's it's so <laughs> true, right? Post apocalyptic. Uh, the the post apocalyptic <laughs> post apocalyptic wear. Kanye West and his amazing homeless homeless man yeah. clothing line. Right, right. How 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 big is your your V neck, which is now a U neck, torn torn up and stuff? You just cut it, yeah. You basically, yeah. just take a random article of clothing that you found in a trash bag somewhere in Staten Island, because that is New York's dumpster. I hope I'm offending them. Yep, yep. You travel to sure. Staten Island, you find a garbage bag with clothing in it, you open it up, put some of it on, take a razor blade. To random sections in the front, and you got a new four hundred dollar piece of Kanye West product. Bang, bang, you got it. But here I am in War. And here I am in Waterworld, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, people don't give Waterworld enough credit. One of the best movies of all time that just didn't gross very well in the theaters, and that mm-hmm. got me thinking. What is the worst grossing movie of all time? I thought it was Westworld. I thought it was Waterworld. I thought it was Jupiter Ascending. Uh-huh. But I believe you might you might have another contender. Is that true? Well, we're going to yeah. Google it. Uh, you say, say, uh, well, so I think w- one movie that I was just really, like, hyped about when it first came out in trailers and the reviews and all that stuff was um, it was with Ryan Gosling, and it's called um, Only God Forgives. Oh, I never even heard of it. Yeah, it, well, that's, I mean, it shows you how bad it was. You know? <laughs> like when it came out first week, it was terrible. So, so, so mind you, like, there's that film Drive that he came out with that everybody was like, oh, this movie's awesome. And, you know, the, it was an independent director that did this. It was pretty good. Then he did, you know, Place Beyond the Pines, you know. So he's doing all these roles that's past the notebook, you know. Did Crazy Stupid Love, all that stuff. So, so when I heard about this film and I saw, like, the trailer for this film, it just got me hyped. And then I watched this film. I said, "Oh my goodness! No wonder it got such bad reviews. Like, you got like a forty-seven percent Rotten Tomatoes." But um, 
it had like very little dialogue. It had like almost no dialogue in that movie. That was kind of like the movie Drive that Ryan Gosling did. But Drive had dialogue. This movie had no dialogue. Like it had none. It had like I think everyone said combined like maybe like 15 lines. <laughs> like it was pretty bad. I mean, visually it, it was cool, but it was just uh, like uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Dude, check out this check out this list of some of the things that we have. Ready? Um, some of the worst grossing movies of all time. Check it out. Mm-hmm. John Carter, the Disney movie John Carter. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of that course, was the um, wasn't he going to like a parallel world or something like that? Yeah, some check- some weird planet thing. Yeah. So the budget for the movie, the production budget for the movie was two hundred and sixty-three million dollars. They took to wow. make that movie, and. Their estimated loss on that movie was a hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. Sorry, the thousand. One hundred and twenty-seven thousand. No, one hundred twenty-seven million. Idiot. God, can't stand myself. Say one hundred twenty-seven thousand is not that big, but either way, wow, that's 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 a hit. Forty-seven Ronin. One hundred and one million dollar loss on that movie. Wow, and and they made it for 175 million. <laughs> so that <laughs> so that literally means they made 70 million dollars worldwide on the movie. Oh, that's terrible. Oh man, yeah, there's some pretty good ones in here. Triple X, State of the Union. Well, I, I would figure that would be like yeah, that was. I don't know, Vin Diesel. He's 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 lost it with me. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what's good. going on with that dude. We got to we got to call him on the show. He's yeah, a big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, him, uh, Katy Perry, they tweet me all the time and tell me, great, great show, you guys. Uh, bring Dr. George back. So, of course, we like to, uh, you know, we like to uh, to make our celebrities feel like we listen to them. So, hence, you're back. Yep. Give um, the people what they want. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah, dude, there's so many crappy movies on here. I'm like, I can't believe that. Uh, Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters which was a box there, office fail? Oh, the 2016 one. Never mind. That's not even not to be considered. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, so, so we know like, all right. So what's number one? The worst gross, the worst estimated loss of all time was, was John Carter. Was John Carter. Yep. Titan AE Mars needs moms. Never heard of that one. Yeah. 47 Ronin. Wow. I didn't. R.I.P.D. with Ryan Gosling. Oh, he's on. Oof, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but worst worst grossing movie of all time was John Carter. Oh, check this out. Guess who's in second to last place? The what? Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that movie with Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's how, great. How, what was the budget? What was the budget? A $100 million budget. 2002 Eddie Murphy as Pluto Nash. $100 million budget, estimated loss on the movie, $96 million. Wow. So they only made $4 million on that movie. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's called an L. Wow. It's always bad to... Yeah. Take, you take they, a look. They didn't do a sequel, right? I, I would hope. Not. I would hope not. And, and if they yeah. did, um, obviously that didn't even make it. Uh, that didn't make it to the theaters, or else we would see it on this list. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. 
Well, we both love movies, man. We like whenever we get to talking, we always wind up talking about movies, TV shows, and uh, and uh, you came up with a really cool idea as a way to get to know your host. So I was saying, yeah, I like yes. I like the idea that you had. So you, you tell tell the people what you told me before, what we should do um, about movies defining ourselves ourselves. So so here, here's what I I always think is a good icebreaker. Usually when people like are meeting each other for the first time. But uh, I would always suggest, like, you know, name five movies. They could more than likely be your favorite that describe who you are and, like, your characteristics. That's a really tough – I feel like that's a tough question to ask somebody. Well, it's not tough because if you really think about it, right, Some there are movies out there that – you love and you're and they're, they're your favorites and you're attached to and you feel like you know what that that's something that 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 sticks with me but it also kind of describes who I am like for instance I, I'll start like I love the Karate Kid with Ralph Macchio I mean it's 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 stuck with me since I was little um, but just seeing that whole like you know starting from the bottom you're the underdog you're battling this other crew that just they just have it all together but you don't but you triumph and uh i don't know i had something like that in college where you know we weren't the most well put together fraternity but then we went up against another fraternity that was like really really good and they had it all together and uh when it came to voting for fraternity of the year we won and they didn't so it's kind of like a bad dude. yeah it was kind of like it's kind of like one of those uh uh, bad news bearish kind of situations with Walter Matthau. Like you're 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 a ragtag bunch, but you still beat out the really good team. Though. So I hate to yeah. I hate the duty in your cereal, but <laughs> uh, the Karate Kid. There's a few things watching it now that I'm older that I didn't catch. Uh, one of them is that there's very little karate in the movie. Very little. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't come until the end. Like if you're looking for karate, the three ninjas would be better. Even yeah, though ninjas. karate is in the title of the Karate Kid, right? It's and the and, other. And, and, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, like with that movie, it's just the first one is just he's just kind of, kind of getting taught, right? It, well, and, he's basically uh, doing uh, Mr. Miyagi's landscaping for, <laughs> for an hour. Yeah, paint the fence. <laughs> but and, then, but and, then there's the other thing where. Um, there was a there was a YouTube video that came out that Ralph Macchio's character was actually the bully. I don't know if you ever saw that. No. Yeah, it's like somebody broke down the movie and said basically it's this new guy coming in town trying to steal mm-hmm. this guy's girl. He smashes his radio, kicks him in the face <laughs> in the movie. And oh it, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, it's great. It's it's hysterical. <laughs> I don't know who I forgot what it was called. It was like Karate Kids, the real bad guy or something like that. Yeah. It was a guy talking over it, and he was kind of like telling the story like it is, but really kind of. Uh, <laughs> he was selective. Twisting it around. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was kind of selective with what scenes he showed, but it, it's so funny, man. I was dying laughing. Yeah. So yeah, um, if I was to pick one, and I, I do want to get to a topic, so you know, we'll touch back on our next two movies. Right. Ah oh, man, if I had to think of a movie that would define me, I have to say Fight Club. Be- oh really? Because I, I honestly feel there are two people inside of me at all times. Uh there is the Tyler Durden Michael Knapp and then there is the there is the professional working Michael Knapp Edward Norton. That's crying to get out. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. I work an office job, but there's a part of me that would do love to just get up off my desk and say, I am done with the nine to five. I'm going to go live off the land, party, mm-hmm. drink, and just travel the world on and figure it out as I go or end up on the street dead. But that's the Tyler Durden in me that wants to do radio and I want to be this big personality. I want to be this crazy guy. I want to, I want to reach out to the people. I want to do these things. I want to make a living for it. And, and then there's the Edward Norton in me that's like, you have a family, you know, you have a kid. Yeah. I think we all have that. I think we, I think anyone who's seen Fight Club can relate to that. that especially like how things were going on with, with uh, just, <sighs> that movie's just a great twist. But I think everybody can relate to that. But, but you're right. I, I'm with you on that one. Well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way and a means of making the life that you want and at the same time pursuing pursuing mm-hmm. the dream, pursuing your own dreams. But you have to come back to reality and say to yourself, yeah, I'm not Drake. I'm not incredibly talented in certain areas. You know, right. I, want these, I want these things. But, you know, we, we idolize these people and don't even realize how hard their job actually, like how much work they put into being that. You know, it's not like people just mm-hmm. wake up one day and, they create these things. So there's there's people that um, that are that are logical in their head. They go to college, they get a job, yep. and yep. then in their in their own time they try to you know pursue their dreams. Kind of like us. Mm-hmm. We're kind of yeah. doing this. We're doing radio for WIOX. We're pursuing things outside of it. I'm incredibly excited about it. There's other people out in the world that um, they find their ways of doing things a little bit different like mm-hmm. paying for their school by selling positive pregnancy tests. <laughs> right. Now, I don't Let's know if you heard about, about this. I don't know if you heard about this uh, This news coming out of Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, no, it's East Arlington. There is a woman that is selling positive pregnancy tests, and it is causing all sorts of problems in that area. People are saying... There's only one reason somebody would need to buy a positive pregnancy test, and it ain't good. A local woman is advertising online that she can get you a positive pregnancy test. We thought that was strange when someone told us about it, so we checked it out. And it's a story you will only see on Action News Jax. Danielle Vittable is live in East Arlington. Danielle, our law and safety expert tells you this should be illegal. Yes, he tells me there isn't a charge for selling your urine, but he wonders why women are buying these positive pregnancy tests if it's not to defraud someone. How is this not illegal? That's what I don't understand. Just hearing the first couple seconds of this, I'm I'm getting very concerned. I mean, I just never think, you know what, hold on a second. Because you think about drug tests, right? People want to get right. a job. They can buy some urine, you know, take a, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then they heat it up with a little package. I, I know nothing about this. I've never done it before, but <laughs> I've heard of people doing this kind of thing. Yep, yep. All right, let's listen to it a little bit more, and let's see what we can get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a no-questions-asked deal advertising for urine and positive pregnancy tests on Craigslist. Fraud is the first thing that comes to my mind. Action News Jack's law and safety expert Dale Carson tells me this type of thing falls in the gray zone since it's not illegal to sell urine, but the buyer could be committing fraud. That that guy, fraud, that first thing come to my mind. <laughs> he, 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 more, he more or less, he sounds like the kind of guy who's like, I wonder how she got pregnant in the first place. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Sounds like boss hog. So they're already saying that fraud is something that you could be brought up on charges, but... I don't know how they would drive that logic. Right. 
what are you going to do? You're going to be like, you you showed me a fake pregnancy. How would you even prove that in court? I, the thing is, you wouldn't even be able to prove anything until like the baby's here. So you'd have, you'd have to wait till like nine months. But the baby's not coming. So, so basically, you'd be like, they would hold this guy out, right? So it's a woman that right. buys the test. She tells the guy that she's pregnant. And then nine months later, it says, what, I lost the baby? Like, how does that work? I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's probably a scare tactic. Who knows? I mean, I just think it's a dastardly move. And it's uh, it's very disturbing. Oh, that, you that- dastardly little girl. This is the kind of thing that makes legislatures go, you know, we need to pass a law that says you can't do this. After we found... I feel like he was going to say something different there. Don't you? Yeah, it makes, like he's about to curse. Sound like he's about to curse or something. <laughs> Feels makes legislators want to go out and hang these people, beat the crap out right, of them. Right, right. These these scallywags—they're awful. We awful. <laughs> into the ad undercover, asking to meet up with a pregnant woman, offering up her services for thirty dollars a pop. After she agreed, we went to the nearest pharmacy and picked up a pregnancy test. Our Action News Jack's intern met up with the woman, and after using the bathroom, sure enough, she handed over a positive test. I mean, and so did you? Do you think that they touched it without using any kind of gloves? Probably. Who knows? So this could probably be already like sealed or something. Who knows? This woman just randomly goes into the bathroom, pisses on a pregnancy test, and hands it to you, and says, "Look, I can do this." So, 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 what does she do? She just finds pregnant women to urinate on these things, and then just like, "Well, I'm going to sell these." See, but no, she's selling her own urine, so she, she is herself pregnant. is pregnant, and then selling the pregnant urine for the test to women on Craigslist. So, what I'm thinking she's doing, and they didn't go into detail in this this thing. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll finish it out in a second. But I think she's doing is she's buying a ton of these tests, peeing on them, mm-hmm. and then packaging them up and sending them to people and selling to them to them on Craigslist. I mean, wait, till, oh, wait till you hear the number. Wait till you hear the numbers that I come up with. Um, yeah, yeah. Please, that I, I did the calculations based on the math that they give, and it'll, it'll blow your mind. Hello. We're with Action News Jax. Oh. The woman who doesn't want to be identified tells me she got into this after looking online for a job she could do while she was pregnant. I saw from other women in their experiences that it's very easy. After her first post to Craigslist, she says the money started flowing. $200 in a day. Off. Something I have to do no matter what. This woman isn't the first person to sell a positive pregnancy test online. It's a trend that's been going around for years. Some women advertise it to simply play a prank or as a way to get your guy to pop the question. But to this woman, it's a job. A job that's helping her pay for her future. Needing all this money to pay for a degree, this was like a no-brainer. Well... Women have the power to sell things men will never have the ability to sell, such as breast milk, gorgeous strands of their hair, and now positive pregnancy tests. Whether or not you believe this to be an immoral act, you can't deny how lucrative of an industry it has become. Just like any other product or drug in the black market, the supply must equal the demand, and in this case that we just heard, this woman is making over $75,000 a year selling positive pregnancy tests. If that doesn't disturb you enough, for all the selfish boyfriends in the world that are peeing their pants, experts say women have made over $13 million a year countrywide selling positive pregnancy tests in America alone. That number is only expected to grow, dude. 
Get crazy. Crazy. Wait, you said 13 million? Yep, I was re I did research on it when I pulled the pop topic last night and I was blown away. They're saying this is a 13 wow. million dollar industry in America. The selling of false po false positives basically. I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly afraid as a male. That's something that I feel there's only one intention for this test. It's a scare tactic. I'm trying yeah. to imagine the scenarios, though. Um, what would scenario? Oh, well, I mean, it's... He'd be messing around on me? Yeah, to keep him around. You know, maybe the scares him to keep him around. Or or she she knows he's fooling around with somebody else and he's trying to scare the guy. Or, Probably. Yeah, or, or to trick somebody into getting engaged. Could be. Could be. Um, I mean, it... To get out doing your homework? <laughs> what? Not doing your homework. I, I don't think what I just said is completely illogical. Like, what if you missed a bunch of college classes because you were too busy doing blow and you couldn't oh. get to class on time? And you're like, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I missed my test. Here's this positive pregnancy test. And the yeah. professor's going to be like, holy crap, you're 19 oh, years wow. old. Yeah, right. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Right? <laughs> oh, no. that's such a shame. You're right. <laughs> that is, you know what? When you said that, I didn't even think about it. Like, yeah, it could actually be used if you know you lost your homework. It makes it's my like skin crawl thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, well, look, just just be happy. You know, you have you have you have Nikki, you have Annabelle already. Okay, before you even knew about this. So, I don't know. Man. This this is. Like, this is really what our world has come to. Yeah. This is where we are, man. When we have... I feel like there's just too much... There's just... I can't even formulate my... I'm just blown away by it. Because I feel like this is... This is this is a power that we can't prevent. Like, there's no way to, like, stop somebody from doing this. Like, you can create a war on drugs. And you, and you can... Right. You, ca you catch somebody, you know, with a bag of, of, of weed let's say. Mm -hmm. And then you ask that guy who sold it to him and you can track it down that way. But what are you going to do in this case? Like, are you going to send somebody to jail for five years for peeing on a, for peeing on a stick and giving it to somebody else? Yeah. There's no or, stopping or, it. Or, no, it's not. And you can't even tell women, hey, you can't get pregnant anymore. Stop having babies. Like, that's just going to still keep happening. So there's always going to be like an outlet to do this. Ladies, let's stop having babies, please. <laughs> <laughs> You see, you see here, here's one thing, though. Like, if we take it a little deeper, although I'm very disturbed by all of this coming from this woman, I I have to kind of almost, like, applaud her ingenuity on this, on how to literally turn this into profit. Because think about all the things that people do businesses for or come up with ideas for businesses, and they're terrible. Like, she just said she's making $200 a day. Yeah. So... In a, in a work week that's five days a week, she's making about a thousand a week. In 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 a month, it's it's we have four maybe what three and a half maybe four four month four weeks in a month, so she's making like almost four grand a week. That's insane. Oh, excuse me, four grand. No, me, four, four grand, grand a month. Four yeah, four grand a month. It's like four grand a week. Wait, hold on a second. Two hundred dollars <laughs> a day. Let me carry that. Oh my god, that math is off. <laughs> but overall, she's taking home. $4,000 a month in untaxed money. 
untaxed profit. So, I mean, I, I hate I, I hate the idea of this, but to, for her to even sit here and think about this and say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm in a bind. I just got to do this. And it is what but it is. But where's your moral compass? Because you have to you have to be if you're the person selling the sticks that are positive. Right. You have to mm-hmm. stop and think at some point, what are what are these being used for? And does that does that make you feel, like feel like you could sleep at night? I feel like I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to do something like that within good conscience, because you you know that there's some dude out there named Tommy that just got duped mm-hmm. big time, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, the same thing could be said for like, let's say you're 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 a convenience store owner and you're like you're trying to get rid of these like unnecessary old English, you know, liquors, and you know what? I'm selling it fifty dollars to these kids. What if one of these kids gets alcohol poisoning? He probably doesn't care. He just cares about his $50 uh, profit. There you go. So, so, I don't know. Moral compasses these days, I think, is non-existent. But, it's a sick world we live in, my friend. It's a yeah. sick world we live in. You are listening to the main event. Coming up, we have a San Diego Chargers story. It's not about the team. It's not about a coach. It's not about a player. It's not about the owner. It's not about a fan. Not even a cheerleader. But a security guard. That's not intriguing enough. Stay tuned. One. Absolutely phenomenal half an hour in the books. One more to play with here in an old fired up edition of the main event. Dr. George is joining me. I am your host, Michael Knapp. We are breaking down movies that make up who we are as people. But most importantly, we're talking about women that sell positive pregnancy tests. It doesn't get any better than that. I w- it doesn't get any scarier than that. I don't know, man. I just I can't help but feel a little jealous that I don't come up with that. I, I, well, I mean, that's right. You, I mean, Nikki was pregnant. Right. So I could have just been I- like, babe. I'm gonna buy 150 of these bad boys. To sell them on Craigslist. <laughs> just, just hand her a cup of water and go to work. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, women have power to sell things that we'll never be able to sell. You're right. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stop it there, as I'm gonna bring back our topic at the beginning of the show, where we were talking about movies that define us. Your first movie was The Karate Kid. Right. My movie was Fight Club. Do you have the second movie in mind in front of in your head right now that you would say defines you as a person and makes up some of your characteristics? Yes, I do. All right, hit me with your best shot. A Bronx Tale. Ooh. And and the reason why I say that is because um, like my dad was super hard on me when I was a kid, like super hard on me, and um, uh. As I got older, he started to lighten up a bit, but I understood why he was so hard on me. Like he was always big on like explaining to me like he didn't ever want me to be a person that wasted my talent or or you know my brains at all. You know, um, and that's kind of like what the Bronx a Bronx Tale is. It's like a you've got a hardworking dad, and then you got a guy who's kind of like a father figure, but he's like on the bad side of the road. But they're but they're both trying to lead this kid down the right path. You know what I mean? So uh, that's how I identify with it. And that's kind of like 
you know, um, a movie that just sticks with me just because it's kind of like, uh, it's one of those father movies, you know. Although, you know, it, it is a mobster movie. It has its underlying themes, you know. I, I love that movie, and yeah, I could totally yeah. see. There's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism built within that movie, but it's definitely mm-hmm. very much a uh, come up its type of flick. Yeah, I like yeah. that pick. What about man. you? What about you? I was thinking Debbie Does Dallas. Um, <laughs> that that or um, Little Barbie Princess Magical Frozen Adventure. That was another one that defines me growing up. I'm trying and to think. I all right. It's it's all right. Fine. I'm just, I'm gonna stop messing around. Uh-huh. Movie that defines me and my characteristic. Hundred percent. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. All right. There we go. That that sounds about right. And, this and is the, the first one or the second one? Uh, well, Secret of the Use more mm-hmm. so than than the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because when Secret of Ooze came out, I'll never forget, I got the VHS for Christmas and I was so excited because I was never able to see it in the movie theaters. For whatever reason, I'm not saying I have bad parents, but yeah, maybe I have bad parents. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't able to go see it in the movie theaters. I was grounded. So when mm-hmm. the movie came out on VHS, I was no longer grounded. I was able to get the movie, but then our VCR broke. Ah. Oh, yeah, it was awful. And then I remember going to my sister's best friend's house like a week mm-hmm. after having this thing in my possession. I obsessed over it. And, mm-hmm. I, and she was babysitting me. And I watched the thing like three times in a row. That's all I did that whole day. I'll never forget that. I really honestly loved, loved, loved everything about that movie. But not just anything about the movie. Michelangelo as a character. <laughs> is kind of who emulates who I kind of emulated throughout my life. You know, he's kooky, crazy. He's a party dude, and in, as funny as it sounds, I really did become Michelangelo, especially in college. I was crazy. I would I would basically play a character at all times. I was always trying to be the stupid, funny guy. Yep. And even even though I would I knew better than what I was saying, I would just do it just because I knew it made people laugh. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a lot of what Michelangelo, he's a, he's a smart guy. He can nunchuck the hell out of somebody. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, uh, he was the coolest Ninja Turtle, and I've, I, I idolized him. I loved him. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Look Turtles, taking it down. Look at that. Got, got, you, got you all up in your feelings right now. I'm just saying, you know how crazy it is that movies from our childhood really do shape us. I, I never yeah. even thought about it until you brought that up today. Yeah. Can, can I share a little fact with you? Sure. All right. So, so one one of my um, frat brothers from when I was in college, he's a much much older guy. He actually wrote. He's the writer of the song "Turtle Power." Really? Yeah, he wrote it. the The original theme song for Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, so, so for the movie, so the first oh, one. Oh, 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 oh. And 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 they're doing that one Turtle Power like. Like uh, I think it was that rap song that they did with the, uh, the what was the group name? It was a rap group called Partners in Crime. They did that Turtle Power um, uh, rap song for the soundtrack. Ninja. He, he wrote Ninja rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He did that. So not this one. No, 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 no. no. Ninja Turtle, teenage mutant Ninja Turtle, turtle in a half shell, turtle power. And the world's most fearsome fighting team. 
I can I can literally word for word that right now, but I'm not gonna embarrass you. That's okay. That's all right. Because I know I you. I'll have that moment. <laughs> Gotta have your moment. So that's kind of cool that you, I see, I love meeting people in life that do like these little cool things that you never even think about, but you're like, wow, somebody actually did that and created yeah. that. Yeah. I was watching the NFL broadcast today and whenever they were going to commercial break, there was like a cool breakdown video edit. And I yep. never in my life paid attention to the guy who's talking. It's weird. Like they're like, mm -hmm. is Dak Prescott gonna do good? Me, do you hear me? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be? I'm uh, sorry, too bad I failed Eli Manning. Or is it gonna be playoff 2012 Eli Manning? Right, 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 right. And I'm like, right, some right. guy wrote that, did that, recorded that, and it just it, I don't know for some reason it just caught my ear, and I was like, there are people that do everything that we consume when it comes to media. People are actually creating it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, can I can I also share one other thing too? Sure. Speaking of voiceovers and, and, and doing those, like, voiceovers for sports, like, I had no clue that the guy who narrates a lot of the 24-7s for, for HBO, he's the same guy that's the star for Ray Donovan. What? The, uh, yes. I, it, yes, I'm going to say it again. Uh, go ahead. Please I'm, repeat it. I'm going to say it again because I'm telling you, every time I say this, everyone's like, they pause and they say, what? Yeah. So the the lead character for the show, Ray Donovan, I'm going to get his name, pull it up for you guys. He is also the man who is narrating for all of the 24-7s that you see on HBO. That is so cool, man. I love that guy. Yeah. I don't even know what his name is. All I remember him is playing the, a very bad saber tooth. Le yeah, I know. I think we all do. Um, Levy Sharber. Yeah, that's his name. Levy Sharber. Yeah. Let me try to put that in my mental Rolodex that I will forget. Yeah, he he put. Obviously, we know him as Saber Tooth, and we know him on Ray. Do oh wow, he has the same birthday as me. October the fourth. That's awesome. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we're oh, we're winning today. See, we really are. You're, you are batting fifteen thousand, which is an impossible feat. Yeah. It's, 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 we won't even call it Barry Bonds. <clears throat> so as people pursue their careers in life, they mm -hmm. look forward to doing things, and I feel like there's there are so many times that I, I I wish I wish Nicolette was here. She has a really she has a famous line she always says, and I feel like I'm going to screw it up right now. But it's mm -hmm. um, you can only have you can only have one of the three things that you want in life. It's like love, career, or family, something like that. I told you I screwed up. Mm -hmm. But very very few people in this world get to do all those things in one. And the wow. gentleman that we're about to talk about was able to accomplish that feat. This story comes from an incident occurred back on December 20th, 2016. The place, America's finest city. The city in motion. The city natives call Dago. The city that lovers call Silicon Beach. That city, my friends, is San Diego. San Diego's not known for its football team. It's fair to say that about the team that's made a play that made the playoffs 13 times since 1979. 
has been in the Super Bowl one time. But let me do the real math, uh, real quick math on their championships. You take the 13 playoff appearances, you minus from that the losses they've incurred, add back the visit to the Super Bowl in 1994. Zero! They have zero championships. What brings this very lackluster team to this very momentous show here on the main event is not a coach, not a player, not the owner, not a fan, not a cheerleader, but the security guard. Not just any security guard, but one that was caught on a video playing with his flashlight. I mean, flashlight in the middle of a game. I'm going to play the clip. And I want you gentlemen to give me your honest opinion, and ladies for that matter. You're not going to be able to hear it, but what you are going to hear is me and Dr. George react to what you are about to hear. Just know that this topic brought on some insane controversy in the NFL and in the world. I'm one to say, hey, maybe the dude had a bad itch on his inner thigh and he was just trying to scratch that zombie. I'll let you decide. <laughs> See, now he's positioned in front of the cheerleaders, staring directly at the cheerleaders, and he's scratching his inner... His... I gotta lower, I gotta lower this. He's scratching his inner thigh. If you look at the video, from what I can see, it looks like he has some kind of growth that he's trying to itch, if you ask me honestly. Ah, yeah, that... Oh, man. Watching that video was very disturbing. I think it was, it was disturbing because this guy clearly has a problem. He's clearly just pursuing his dream. He's pursuing his dream. Okay, he became a security guard so he mm -hmm. could masturbate in front of 60,000 people to the cheerleaders of an NFL team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. The cheerleaders are right next to him. Uh, directly in front of him would be a better way to put it. You're right. Directly <laughs> in front of him. Which, I, I, I got to commend them to still do their job. And I'm, I'm sure they're all seeing this. Uh, that was disturbing to watch. I think he, I think he did a, he did a pretty decent job concealing it because no one, it's not like anyone came over to him and tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Hey, come with me." <laughs> like he's just standing in the middle of the game, you know. Like the clip that we have is only forty-five seconds long, but this dude but, was but definitely if, doing some. Yeah, but someone noticed it to take a, a, a video of it though. Someone in the crowd. So, yeah. So I'm sure if someone in the crowd was able to pick it up, I'm sure someone on the field had to like seen it picked it up and and and, and uh said something about that there's like so that, many that things wrong with this as we joke about it man uh honestly the one thing that that it didn't come to my mind at first but re-watching it and being like okay this dude is definitely doing what we think he's doing yep there's children in the stands right he right. somehow he did this in front of the this crowd, so he simultaneously create a, committed a sex act, or sorry, yeah, he, he, he created an, an illegal sex act, I should say, uh, in front of how many thousands of children? This dude is. If I, I haven't read anything about him getting arrested, I haven't read anything about him doing any of that stuff. I asked mm -hmm. you before the show, were you able to come up with anything? Uh. I would say, in, what, indecent exposure? Would, would that count? He's not exposing anything. I don't know. It's... 
Did you see anything I, in the articles about him getting arrested or anything like that? Because all I see no. is people reporting on the actual act, not what happened to the guy. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything like that. But you could probably go on YouTube and see like there are people who do this, like, like, um, they do this like out in the open, like um. There are some people who do this on New York City subways, which is, re- which is crazy to me. That's, the, well, the subway thing, that, that is definitely something I've seen myself. I've seen a homeless person doing that in the Are morning. you serious? Yep, like a 6 a.m. train. Like sometimes I used to have to get into uh, my office at Midtown and I have to be there at like 7 or 6 in the morning. So I'd be on the subway in the really, really early hours when it's just like you and a bunch of other lunatics that are going to work super early. And the homeless dude will just be sitting there doing things under his pants. And you, what are you going to do? It's not like you can move between carts. It's not like, you know, you're just kind of stuck there for the, at least to the next stop. Watching. And it's kind of. It's like a train wreck. You just kind of just keep watching him do it. <laughs> or maybe that's just me. Yeah, that's probably just you. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably just you. I, I am I am I am about facing and probably getting on the next train right after it. I'm not even wasting my time and going to another car. I'm just I'm just gonna get off completely. I watched a woman uh, beat a dude up. I'll never forget this. He farted. He farted really? on the subway, and she heard him do it, and she let him have it. <laughs> she goes, you disgusting MF. What the hell's the matter with you? How dare you? This is not This is not the bathroom. This is not your house. Like, oh, my God. And then the guy just said, wow. basically told her to S the, S the TFU. And she turned around and took whatever book it was that she was holding. It was like some kind of like, uh, it wasn't hard. It was a, it wasn't like a hard copy book. It was like a magazine and just starts whacking this dude in the face with it. And he did nothing. He just stood there taking it, trying to like block her. And then the next subway gets off and he like runs and he's like, police, police. (laughs) It's like, imagine the cop, (laughs) the cop gets pulled over and he's like, this woman beat the hell out of me because I farted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. man! You, know, you think about all the the accident violations that happen out there every day, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just into the wind. But you, you just got it's just disturbing, man. I don't know. I'm still stuck on this guy and and what he did it at at that at that San Diego Chargers game. Ah. Uh. This guy, he, I got, I have to imagine in my thought of thoughts that something terrible is happening to him right now. He's definitely getting pulled in. He's definitely got arrested for it. He 100% committed um, some kind of indecent exposure or whatever that charge is. We're not lawyers. We don't know. Right. But, exactly. you know, there's video surveillance of it. And the, the one thing that goes deeper than that is how long has this been going on? Yeah, he could have been doing this the whole season. God knows how long he could have been doing it. Could have been a new hire, but we we don't know enough about the guy in his situation to know. And it's the funniest thing about this is as crazy as this story is, there's no follow up. Like, how no. are they not? Yeah, how are people not like making a huge deal out of this? Yeah, I agree. It was like a I'm one and shocked. done. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it, you know, well, he got what he wanted. Yeah. 
You got you his know, 15 uh, minutes. He got to uh, hang out with the cheerleaders and uh, got to relieve himself. That's it. Oh, God. Congratulations That's... on your life accomplishment, my friend, and good luck yeah. in prison. Yeah. So I we, agree. We're, we're, we're winding down here a little bit, and we have a third movie to get to, and I just thought of mine. If you would like for me to lead off this time before we do our third and final movie, we have one more topic left for our listeners. Mm-hmm. One, one extremely exciting topic, if you ask me. And that, uh, that third movie that I was thinking of is Tommy Boy with Chris Farley. <laughs> Chris Farley. Not only am I overweight like him. I wasn't always overweight like him, but I was always compared to him and the way he acted in that movie. Growing up, people would always like, yeah, man, you remind me a lot of Chris Farley. And I, I never thought about it as like, oh, man, you remind me of extremely overweight, loud dude. <laughs> but it, it, it fits me more now than ever because now I finally reached, <laughs> I'm still half the size of him, but, mm-hmm. but I, I'm definitely starting to blow up. And that's why we got the weight set behind me right now. That's going to be starting to get its, uh, get its work cut out for it. But anyway, um, Chris Farley, the way he acts, his physical uh-huh. humor, his, his stupid humor, Everything you take the Tyler Durden in me, you take the Edward Norton in me, you take the right. Michelangelo in me, and you take the Tommy Boy in me, or the Chris Farley, I should say. You mash them all up, and you pretty much got yourself a Michael Knapp. Well, now, now we found out what you're about. That's it. That's it. That's me. I'm all about that. Base, no so trouble. Do you, so you're a big fan of pizzas, just oh, like Michelangelo is. Love pizza, bro. All right. Okay. Right. To, the, to a detriment. To a detriment to my life and to my waistline. All right. Well, duly noted. Duly noted. Taking notes. Yeah. Do you want to make me happy? Give me pizza. <laughs> it's not pizza. It's PT. 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 Got you. PT. PT. Got you. All right. How about you, man? All right. Last one, I think for me, is going to be it's probably a movie that a lot of people probably have never heard of but um the prestige whoa i definitely know that movie i love that movie that movie is is awesome that's uh with hugh jackman and um christian bale and scarlett johansson and i think the reason why i like that movie is because of that movie is the epitome of spirit of competition like i mean you've got your rival he knows what you can do. You know what he can do. And you're both like competing at the same exact thing. But you both have a, an obsession in trying to be the best at what you can be. And you got, and, and he's always there. You know, wherever you are, he's there. Uh, wherever he's there, you, you're there. So I, I, I love that film. And so, yeah, I can be pretty competitive. Um, and and uh, especially if it's someone that I think is a close friend, I, I like being competitive with my friends. But um, ultimately, you know, still keep it as a good sport. But but the prestige, it's 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 a good film. Not to mention a twist like that, an amazing twist to an ending. Just kind of like oh, gonna, oh man, yeah. yeah, that ending was amazing. Just kind of like the the ending of this show. We're gonna kind of hit you guys in the face with something a little crazy as our last story that we will be covering tonight. 
has me in a bit of a pickle. An odd pickle that leaves me wondering which side to take. Who made the better decision? Nobody wants to be in the grocery store during the holiday season, but it's something we all have to do. It is something we must do. To get the food is our mission. But what if you get in line with your full cart of groceries behind a person that has not one, but two full carts of groceries, only to find out after getting too close to the register that they're a couponer. By definition, a couponer is someone who buys ridiculous amounts of products at a retail store, usually grocery, for next to nothing. For the most part, the items are purchased in a ridiculous quantities through the use of coupons. In some cases, the store may end up owing someone money. This overage may be credited to other items and doing all sorts of other crap. But as much as we may despise these frugal bastards in our life, it is, is it right for us to take violent, vigilante action and justice on them? After all, we are stressed. We need to get home. We have families waiting for us to walk through the door and begin prepping for our festivities. In the story you're about to hear, the couponer was a woman taking her sweet old time pulling out each coupon out of her coupon book before paying for each item. The man behind her had had enough and decided to take action. Whether or not you agree with this vigilante, he sure did make his point and found himself in jail. Couponing mom says she was attacked inside of a Kroger. Now Kroger confirms they caught the checkout meltdown on camera. WREG's Troy Washington talked to the woman who claims it all could have been avoided. Troy, what are police doing about this? Well, police are investigating at this hour. No arrests have been made. Now, the couponing mother describes the man as being an older gentleman, around six foot four, nearly 300 pounds. She says since that incident, she hasn't stepped foot inside of another store. Six foot four, 300 pound, old dude, pissed. That's kind of like a thing you would read in some kind of horror movie. Right. I just, I can't imagine it. I just, you see that guy coming and you know it's coming. It sounds like a football player almost. It's like an old, <laughs> like an old decrepit football player is like, oh my god, this couponing woman again. Right, right. Yeah. He grabbed the back of my hair and my bun and everything, and he just grabbed a hold of it, and he pulled me back and then smashed straight down into the cart. On Friday. Did he grab all of your hair or just the bun? I'm not really understanding that. Either way, he grabbed something enough to like knock her, knock her around. Just before midnight, Wilson says she was trying to get rid of some coupons before they expired when she got far more than she bargained for. I'm looking at the book that she has right now and it looks like an old like 1990s trapper keeper filled with these things. Oh yeah, dude, they're, they're like, there are women who, who, who are like queens of this. Like they, they are, you know, they are duchesses of the coupons. And I don't know how they have all this time to cook this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. They should make a business. They should they should hook up with the um, the pregnancy test girl and see if they could, like, do a coupon special for these a tests. coupon? You know? 10% off your positive pregnancy test right here in right. Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. Exactly. exactly. An experience that left her not only bruised, but mentally scarred. Scanning of the first transaction, I went to hand her the coupons, and one of them beeped, and I started to say, well, I'll just take those uh, toothbrushes off. And um, and then he just shouted out, come on now, nobody has time for this. I, I, nobody has time for that, though. I'm kind of on the guy's side. 
Yeah. Yep. Imagine that. So it beeps, and she's like, "Oh, you know what? That's a little bit too much money. So you know what? Can we take off the Twix? Can we take <laughs> off the take, toothbrushes? Take that out. That's not working. Um, actually, let me go back and go get the other item. <laughs> when people like they're 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 checking their items out, but they go to like another random aisle to get an item." And then come back. So not only do they have the audacity to hold the line up, they have the audacity to go back out there to continue shopping. Yep. While they're holding the line up. These and people. I, are, I'm not a fan of it. These are these are the type of people that you can say you people because you're all one collective unit of all awful. Right. 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 Um, I mean, I've never I've never gone into a supermarket a thinking that and... this would be a a problem, but I think this guy did what a lot of us think in our heads when we see this but he actually did it he took care of business <laughs> he took care of Again, business we we lost we, the last part of the clip by the way so we're on our own oh, all right we, we we don't condone violence against women this is not what the show is about but uh yeah that, that, that guy went a little too far <laughs> a little too far so I just make sure make that clear. I just can't help I just can't help but think of like standing in line when all that is going down like the woman pulls up to pulls up to the register with her cart, starts taking stuff yep. out. She has this trapper keeper with her. She starts flipping yep. through the trapper keeper, and she was like, "No, what do you mean the eight ounce is the one on sale? This is the eight ounce one. Oh, it says sixteen. Okay, hold on, let me go back and get the other one." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and this dude's standing there, and he's like, "I'm gonna die before this lady's done with her transaction." Right. Right. So why don't they ever do a coupon line? Like a line for people who have coupons. You, my friend, are the next CEO of Walmart. <laughs> well, they have a coupon right. line. It's called the self-checkout line. Take up your own time. You you literally just go to that register and flip through all the crap that you have and take care of it all on your own. Do not eat up the, the cashier's time. Do not hold up the actual lines of people yeah. that are trying to get out of the store. Because clearly, right. if you're a couponer... You're prepared to spend an extra hour after you're done shopping at the register. Right. Right. Uh, I think you nailed it with the whole uh, self-checkout thing. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what you should have to do. If you're going to be a couponer, you have to go to the self-checkout. Stand over there. Yeah. Check in all your own groceries. Hmm. This is something we talked about last week. Uh, you should make euthanasia um, legal. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we had another old fire edition of the main event. Dr. George, thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, what a wonderful thing. Let's go watch these giants do their thing, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What a day. What a show. What a life. To me, they always want to come, but they never want to leave.
Come, but they never wanna leave 